We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. How are you doing, Trash? We good? It's good to be home. I've, uh, um, I was in Masterton last weekend uh, with uh, Matt and Justine Crawford and uh, Cornford, and they were, they were doing amazingly. And uh, it was so great to go back to uh, where Desiree and I were and, and um, just to see the life and the, and the joy in the church there. And, and uh, they send their greetings as well because uh, Matt and Justine were originally part of this church uh, a few years ago now. Uh, but they, uh, some of you will know them and uh, they send their greetings and just say hi as well and um, they're doing a great job so but I'm, I'm glad that we're back in Dunedin I'm glad uh, um, I am home I love Dunedin I love uh, what God is doing here and uh, I'm excited about it Desiree is out this morning preaching in, in Mosgill and uh, I know it's going to be awesome out there as well and we're really believing for just breakthrough we're praying right now for a venue we're praying for open doors and so if you can join with us as, as a church, we're one church in two locations um, to believe that we'll just get a great location out there and, uh, and just see the church grow. And so it's really exciting for what God is doing. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, um, oh, we've got a little, oh, yeah, we've got a little bit of time. Um, I really wanted to start, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed. Um, I wanted to start Serve September. I wanted to start preaching into it, but also in the prayer meeting this morning, the Lord just downloaded a whole lot of stuff to me. And so we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Um, and so uh, I'm excited about that as well, because who knows, it's better to follow what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. Well, um, Serve September is coming up. And we're excited about that. Serving in the life of the church is, I believe, really, really critical. Um, who enjoys coming in and, and, and uh, just partaking in a great service? And where it's, there's freedom to, to just be who you are. Um, maybe you're having a great day and you can bring um, joy into the place. But maybe you're believing for a breakthrough. Maybe something's getting on top of you. Um, and you're just coming into a place where uh, you just want to experience the, the presence of God and have some people around you love you. Uh, that's what we do as a church. Our goal as a church is to honour you, to value you, to create a presence of God and to honour God and believe for Jesus to bring breakthrough into your area. And so we do that as best as we can. But behind that is just a whole lot of people serving. There's a whole lot of people giving up uh, that opportunity to sit in the service. Um, why? Because they value you. And, and, and this morning, I really want to honour everyone that serves in the life of the church. Um, if it's, it is Father's Day, uh, if, if there's one thing I can say as a father and maybe the uh, father of the church, thank you so much. Thank you so much for believing in the vision and the call that we have for Dunedin City. Thank you so much for serving. Thank you for giving up your, your preferences uh, and, and getting behind purpose because 
we believe for one another. And if you're here this morning and, and you're just coming to church, I want to say welcome. We want to say welcome to you because you're important. God has got a call on your life. Jesus loves you so much and we're believing for your breakthrough. Um, I've got to slow down a little bit because it starts, I'm starting to sound like, uh, or feel, it feels like I'm starting to sound like Joel Osteen. Uh, who, who knows that Joel Osteen is one of those guys that you can just listen to and you come away from him just feeling loved because he's one of those guys who's just so encouraging. But I want to say thank you for everyone who serves in the life of the church. And it's not a competition. It doesn't matter how many Sundays you give up or how many hours a week that you serve. I just want to say thank you for serving the call of God. I want to say you're a champion. I'm really starting to sound like Joel Osteen, aren't I? We can't use that word champion, but um, it's so true. Uh, I wonder why his church is growing so big. Why? Because there's a spirit of encouragement there. there there's a spirit of people getting on board. There's a spirit of people carrying the vision of the life of the church. And so I mean, when it comes to Serve September, that's a great opportunity to serve in the life of the church. Man, you don't have to jump through a whole lot of hoops. Uh, just write your name down at the resource area. Our team leaders will get in contact with you. Write down the area that you're interested in getting involved in or just trialing or, or experiencing. And, uh, and they'll get in contact with you and they'll show you around and how to serve. And so I really pray that you'd grab this opportunity. Um, as we grow as a church and we've taken on another campus out in Mosgill, um, we need more people. We just need more people serving, loving people and championing people on. And so I pray that you'd consider this. It really comes from, we really believe in the life of this church, the big acronym, the B-I-G. I pray that most of you know this. But to, to grow as a Christian, there's really two essential things that we really believe to be a part of that will help you grow. The first one is to belong, which is B. It's not that hard. Uh, but belonging is finding an e-group. An e-group was what we call a life group. Uh, um, some people might call them a cell group, a home group, but we call them e-groups. And it's a, it's a smaller group that meets during the week. Why? Because we're there to encourage one another. We're there to love one another. Something's happened in your world and suddenly you're not able to do something. Well, your e-group is the people that are gonna get around you and help you and serve you. Um, if there's something that you're believing for, um, your e-group are the people that are gonna pray and believe with you and stand with you and champion you on. And so I, I really pray, if you're not involved in an e-group or you haven't found an e-group yet, again, go to the resource area after the service Write your name down and, and we'll get in contact with you this week and, and we'll try and find an e-group for you. Or if not, we'll start one just for you because we want to value as well. But the next in, in the big acronym is I, which is invest. And this is what I'm talking about this morning. What do we invest in? Who knows that we're always interested in what we invest in? And why what we invest in is something um, that we put our, our heart behind. And not just a financial way, but it's, it's just we, 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 whatever we we Who knows that? It's Father's Day. Yeah. Um, as most dads are invested in their children. Yeah. So you wonder how they're doing. You look after them. You're making sure they're fine. You're, you're, you know, when someone asked me when, when Harper was born, have you gone and bought a, chain, uh, bought a, bought a gun? And got your gun licenses. Harper is my little daughter. And any dads with a little daughter, some of you will know what I'm talking about. 
But uh, they asked me, did you, did you go and get your gun licence? It's a little bit of a joke, you know, because you're not really going to shoot someone, are you? Um, and I just said, no, gun licence cost and chainsaws don't. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to protect my kids. <laughs> I will honour God first. But, what, but I'm invested in my children. And, and, and we'll, any, any dad, any, uh, and think about dads. It's, what about a mother? Mothers are more protective, right? You t- someone, is any protective mums out there? Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 we know. But when we're invested in something, we're going to put um, our time and, and treasure into it. And so uh, to invest is to get into an E-team in the life of the church. I pray that church is just not something we attend. I pray it's, that church is more about uh, what the, 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 the encompassing of the call of God on your life versus also what God, what, the meeting together and, and believing for one another as a church. And so I'm unashamedly pushing the E-team uh, note today. I really believe getting involved in the church is one of the greatest things you'll ever do in the life. It's the purpose that Jesus came. He's came for you and for me. The call of God, the cause of Christ is the greatest cause on the face of the earth. Uh, what was Pastor Sam said once, we are the only organisation who exists for the members that are not part of us or people that are not members. We, we exist for reaching out into the worlds that we live in, yeah? And to do that, you know, who knows that it's nice to have someone opening the door in church this morning? Yeah, you, you, you know that it's nice if you're pushing a pram. Yeah, because the door gets opened, right? Who knows it's nice that, uh, that someone's welcomed you in if you're a new family and said, hey, this is our kids team. And this is, our, this is our kids' leader, and, and these are our programs. Let me go and show you the areas and the facilities. Let me show you where the bathrooms are. Would you like a coffee? Would you like a cup of tea? Who knows that is a good experience? And we haven't even mentioned Jesus yet. Right? But why? We don't need to mention Jesus yet because we're outworking the very values that Jesus is teaching us to do. We're putting others before us. And so I pray that today, as, as I just go through a few short things, that, that there's just going to be something stirred in you that says, you know what, I want to be part of, 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 of the life of the church. Now, I'm, I'm probably focusing a little bit on just church this morning. Uh, there's other areas that are, are awesome as well. And, and I'm, I'm not saying don't be a part of them, but I'm unashamedly pushing E-teams this morning. Why? Because uh, really what the, the vision that God has for Dunedin City is just we need everyone serving. We need everyone serving in one way or another. And I believe the church is the greatest cause on the face of the planet. Does anyone else agree with me this morning? Awesome. Well, um, I don't know if some of you have traveled overseas, but um, one of the places that I've been to is America. And um, who knows in America that when you go to America, um, they have, they, you go out for something to eat and, uh, and they will give you the bill. But the bill then comes with uh, another line. It's starting to creep into New Zealand a little bit more now where that says tip. 
Anyone knows, anyone know the tip process? But, and so in America, there's, there's a tip. A tip is something that you give, money that you give on top of the bill. Uh, why? Because in the States, uh, a lot of the people who are serving or the waitress or waitresses, uh, they get paid from their tips, right? And so, and, and it's even got to a place where uh, on the receipt, it shoots out a few lines. It says, because most places it says, um, you know, a 10% tip. But on this, I went to one place that said 10% equals this much, 15% equals this much. 20% equals this much. It's like the level of generosity that you want to like. And you're, you're in a conundrum or you're in an awkward situation because you know if you do the 10%, they're going to like, stingy. Right? Or, or like, and then you, but then you're paying in American dollars and American dollars right now. Oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> 66 cents or something. Oh, I don't know. New Zealand dollar. It doesn't matter. It is if you're trying to buy things in US dollars. Right. But there's this tip process. I don't know, has anyone come across this tip process? And you get stuck in this place where you're not, not even sure of what level to give. And in fact, there's been apps that have been created on your phone so you can type in the right, the amount that, that comes to you and, you can, and it will tell you what sort of level of generosity that you are. And so, yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't want to download that application. There's a bit of, but here's the thing is, um, we all like good service, don't we? Who's ever been to a place where you've had bad service? You remember them. Uh, but this is an opportunity when, when, when they serve, how do we respond? Because I like good service and, and I like good, uh, good food as well. And I like good experiences. But here, here's the thing, other, other places in life where we like to have good service, there's restaurants, restaurants. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day because I always hear people complaining about A&E. How long it takes when you're in A&E. The wait time in A&E. You're in a place where there's emergencies going on. If you're breathing, you're at the lower level. There's people going into that place that are not breathing. So what are you complaining about? You're gonna get to, you're gonna get seen at some stage. Any doctors amening right now? No. <laughs> but but who? Because you want good service at A and E, don't you? And I I believe uh, uh, most times now I don't. I, but I've been in A and E a few times with my children, and I've got to tell you, man, it's taken a little while. But man, it was amazing. It was amazing, especially when Jake broke his elbow and he was on um, that gas thing. It was like almost, and, and trying to take him to get x-rays and all that. Man, the service was amazing. But the, I, I wonder if there was someone out in the A&E waiting room. See, I really believe that service is so important. Um, but how do we respond to service? See, we expect good service. It's just like when you go to a restaurant, you expect your food. And in, in fact, uh, the, 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 the restaurants now uh, are getting complaints about their food. Why? Because most of the time, the highest complaint is that the food is cold. Do you want to know the, why the food is cold? The food is cold is, is because once the waiter's brought it to you, 
You've talked about the food with your friend. You've gotten out your phone. You've taken a photo of the food. You've dialed out, who am I going to tag? Who am I going to send it to? What hashtag do I need to apply for? And after you've spent 10 minutes um, putting your social media um, profile up, your food is cold. It's not their fault. It's cold. Just, just helping some hospitality people out right now. No, eat your food. Just eat it. Anyway, Pastor Tico is here tonight. He always takes photos of food. So you tell him tonight, eat your food. No. Um, anyway, we've got like five minutes left and uh, I've given you no scriptures. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't like waiting for long periods of time. And yes, I do like good service. But how do we serve the world that Jesus has put us in? How do we serve? What, how, do, do we reproduce what we expect? Because the Bible says, what? Do unto others as you would have done unto you. And so we can't then expect something that we're not prepared to then serve. Other. And, I, I, and again, I want to thank you. you. You guys are an awesome church. An awesome group of people ready to serve the world that we live in. Um, but I reckon God's got something more for us. And as, we, as more of us join together, as more of us start serving more, I really believe, man, God's going to use us to reach Dunedin City. I really, really do. And so I pray that you would uh, consider serving. To serve Jesus is, our greatest call of, on, is the greatest call on our life. Um, I want to read, I'm not going to read all of this because we don't have enough time. But there's, there's two chapters, well, there's lots of chapters in the Bible. There's two chapters I want to highlight this morning. One is Mark chapter 10, one is Matthew chapter 20. Um, and in both of them, the, the verses 45 of Mark chapter 10 and verses 28 of Matthew chapter 20, both say this scripture. It says this, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom. When everything that we do in the life of this church is why? Because we want to serve other people. And because we've been given an example to follow. And so I just want to share a few thoughts this morning from these passages of Scripture. But there's the way that the Bible's written is, is perfect. I hope you know this. It's not just jumbled together like, a, I don't know, jelly beans in a jar. The, the way that the Bible is, is written down is every letter, every symbol is in exactly the right place that it's supposed to be in. Uh, and, and I am not a, a scholar or a Hebrew scholar, but I listen to people who, who are in there. And um, it's just amazing. The Bible is perfect. It's God breathed, written by many authors, put together by the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and there's just some th things that I noticed out of Mark chapter 10 and Matthew chapter 20. And so there's, there's three things. In Mark, it's the, there's, there's the, the rich man Jesus talks to about how to inherit the kingdom of God. And then there's a passage about how Jesus predicts his death. And then there's another passage about teaching about, about serving others, which is where this uh, scripture comes from. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom. So that's in Mark, but in also Matthew, similar sort of thing. There's the parable of the vineyard workers. Then there's Jesus' death, uh, protecting his death. And then there's the teaching about serving others. 
Now it's the Gospels, and it's been written by different authors, probably around like re- recounting the things that have happened uh, while journeying with Jesus. So you can get a little bit of an order because there's a chronological order-ish. But in these two passages, there's um, there's there's four out of the six things that I mentioned. There's four that are the same. Jesus predicts his death. Jesus predicts his death. Um, Jesus talks about serving others. Jesus talks about serving others. But just before them, there's two different um, teachings. There's two. It's the one about the rich man uh, inheriting the kingdom of God and the parable of the vineyard workers. And so I just want to focus on those two parables or those two accounts this morning. Is that okay? Because... Oh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 45, um, I hope you got your Bibles. It says this. As Jesus was, was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandment. You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, you must not cheat anyone, honour your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. This is important. Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done. He told him, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you, and, and, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, at this the man fell, um, man's face fell and he went away sad for he had, done, he had many possessions. This is a, um, I guess most people may know of this. If you don't know of this story, it's, 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 it's really interesting because it's of a, of a person who's living a good life. He's ticking the boxes of the law of God. Have you ever heard that phrase, I'm a good person? There's many good people out there. There's great people out there and really nice people, but they've still sinned. And sin separates us from God. And that's why Jesus had to give up his life. Uh, For good people, uh, we're all sinners. It's sin is sin. And and, and this young ruler, I've done this, I've done that. I've not murdered. I've I've, honored my mother and father and I do this and I'll do that. But Jesus highlights and says, there's one thing you haven't done, which is to sell all you have and and then come follow me. See, it's really important that, that that word follow me. Who knows that's an f- important word? When, when Jesus just calls out to some fishermen, follow me, and they just drop everything and follow Jesus. Who knows that that's important? Have you ever tried walking down the street and just yelling out to a few people, hey, follow me? <laughs> just try it. The problem is you don't have the credential behind you and the culture and the system of the society then. Um, and if you have heard a teaching from Shane Willard, he talks about follow me is an amazing phrase from a rabbi. It's like Steve Hansen saying, hey, Matt Bruce, come be an all black, right? <laughs> but that, or, or, or I don't even know, what's the cricket player coach? Whoever the New Zealand cricket coach team is be saying to Matt, come play cricket. All right, and that's, that's been like, it's his biggest dream. 
is to play cricket for the New Zealand Black Caps. There we go. I follow a lot of cricket. Um, but follow me is real important. And, and, but Jesus is talking to this rich young ruler. He's saying, you know, sell everything and follow me because he is not about, it's not about ticking the boxes of life and, and living a life. It's about following Jesus. And it's about giving our life to Jesus. We're like, well, okay. See, see I find that many, many Christians can, can, can live good lives. You can, you can tick good boxes and, and hear, me, hear my heart tonight, uh, to this morning. I'm not trying to pay you out at all. But what I am leading to is a greater experience in Christ when we choose to not, because uh, um, the young ruler couldn't do it. Why? Because he had many possessions. What Jesus is really talking about and challenging here is, the, is, 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 is God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be favoured. God wants you to have a great life. Because in John 10, 10, it says that Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance. But abundance life is not always meaning that you're going to be gifted and graced to have uh, bless, financial blessing and all that sort of stuff in your life. What, 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 what abundance and blessing is, is about the call of God and the following Jesus Christ. I love Patrick Dixon, who was at Shout and how he's written books. And he did a business breakfast and he just talked about, you know, the greatest thing as businessmen and women that we can do is when we're following Christ, we're actually here to fund the kingdom of God. I love that thought. You know, be blessed as well. Um, and, and that, but the challenge here is, is are we following our own life or are we following Jesus? And, and I want to challenge that to, 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 if you're answering the question is just to say, am I following Jesus? Is, is this, I think, because Jesus gives us the answer at the end of these chapters for the son of man, what came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom. And so I wonder where we're serving. We're serving in our world. We're serving our family. Are we serving the body of Christ? Are we serving each other? Because we, we want good service. We expect good service. But why don't we be part of the service? Why, why don't we be part of reaching our worlds for Jesus? See, there's this... There's this great challenge between calling versus career. I want to I help you out this morning. There's no such thing as calling versus career. There's no such thing. I, 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 I don't care what you do because your career is important. It's how God's made you. It's how, how God's wired you. My, my, I was called to be a builder. I, and now it just looks a different way. Oh, I was being a builder, but now I'm building a church and building people and all that sort of stuff. But that's, that, that is not my career path. That's my calling. I wrote this down because your career is not who you are in God. It is something you do as part of your calling on your life. So I'm, I'm excited about your career, but it does, it's not calling versus career. A career is part of your calling. And so let's get rid of the calling versus career thing. Everyone is a minister of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 says this. It says that God had given the different gifts to the church for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And so if, it, if you want to be a great lawyer, be a great lawyer. But that's part of your calling. 
If you want to be a great plumber, be a great plumber. You want to be whatever you're doing right now, do it. But you're part, that's part of your calling, yeah? And so this young ruler, he, he couldn't give up the fact that he could have still been, uh, he, he could have sold that stuff and surrendered his life and served Jesus and followed Jesus. Because God would have used the very gifts that got him to that place again. But I've always found once you release something to God, God then just re- brings it back to you. And so there's this rich young ruler. Let's, let's not be a people that have, have separate boxes. Our whole world works together. I love the fact that in Pastor Peter Prothero's church up in the UK, he's got a CEO of a, and a major organisation in, in the UK who is just on the hosting team in the morning. He just opens the door. And he's used to having doors open for him. He's used to having things laid on for him. But no, he's following Jesus. He's doing unto others what he would have done unto you. It goes on. And and so there's the story about the rich young ruler. But then again, uh, if we follow the chapter through, the the Lord's talking and he's teaching his disciples. And then Jesus then pipes up and he goes, oh, um, let me just tell you something else about me. Uh, Let me just remind you, um, this is what's going to happen. He says this in verse 32 onwards. They were now on their way to Jerusalem and Jesus walking ahead of them. The disciples were filled with awe and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said. We're going up to Jerusalem, where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and whip him, and kill him. But after three days, he will rise again. This is Jesus talking about how he's going to serve. Do we get that today? Do we... You know, there's this parable, there's this account with the rich young ruler. He's talking about how to follow Jesus. Now, Jesus is giving an example. You know, if we, if we want to gain our life, we must take up our cross and follow Jesus. And, and, and then, so Jesus is just highlighting here. Oh, by the way, this is what I'm prepared to do. I'm prepared to be betrayed. I'm prepared to die. I'm prepared to be mocked. I'm to, prepared to be spat at, flogged, whipped. And essentially, he was prepared to die. And I know that sounds sobering, but I want to just share it as an example of what Jesus was prepared to do for us. And Jesus was prepared to do that for me. He was prepared to do it for you. And I pray today there's something about, man, how am I living my life? Am I living my life like the rich young ruler, living it for myself, living it for my gain, living, living it for my possession? Or can I surrender my whole life and say, Lord, everything's for you. Follow, I want to follow you. I want to follow your ways. I want to follow what you have done for me. See, the greatest thing about Father's Day is actually just knowing the love of a father. And... Uh, it goes on, it says Jesus teaches about serving and doing to others. And, and, and there's this competition going on with, the, with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. It says, we want you to do us a favor. 
verse 35, continuing straight on after that passage about Jesus predicting his death. He says, we want you to do us a favor. Man, Christianity is not about Jesus doing us favors. Amen. Christianity is like, what does James and John, what are you on right now? Jesus, can you do us a favor? And the favor, the favor is, can we sit next to you in the place of glory? The highest place. I'm like, what? That's just crazy. But isn't that sometimes how our thinking is, though? Because we do live in a world that is that 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 we climb a ladder to the top, and but but Jesus says here, and I'm just going to shoot you down to verse 41. It says, "When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said." Um, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of anyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. I want to... When the other disciples heard what James and John done, they were indignant. Can I just tell you just a little something here? Competition will rob you. It really will. It's not in the in in, in church. We're not com- competitive. We're about serving one another. We're about loving one. It's not who has titles. I I I don't give a rip about titles. I really don't. If someone's not serving someone, I'll, I'll just I'll have I'll have a conversation, and I and 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 here's the thing is I'm I'm open to conversation as well. I've had someone come to me and I was talking to them about something and I was having a moment. Does anyone have moments? <laughs> Some honest people. I was having a moment and I was just blurting out a whole lot of bad like bad language. Not not bad language, but. Wrong language. And, um, and this person just looked at me and said, Will, that's not you. Isn't that good? Don't we want to have people in our world that can say, hey, that's not you? Don't, don't, they, they say, hey, that's, that's, that's wrong language. And when it comes to comp- competition and all that, let's not have competition because competition just destroys. Um, but I love it in verse 43. And uh, we'll close with this. He says this, but among you it will be different. But among you it will be different. I, I believe this is one of the hardest things that we'll go through as Christians. Why? Because everyone wants to feel important. Everyone will have some level of insecurity. And sometimes when we get boosted up or we get highlighted, that's a good feeling. But Jesus is talking here. No, it's not about that. What it's about is just us coming to surf. What it's about is us just going, you know what? I can do it. Well, you, you can be part of this. Among you, it will be different. And then... um. then Jesus just takes it and He just turns everything upside down. Whoever wants to be first 
among you must be a slave to everyone else. For even the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Allah, isn't it awesome that we can be in this room this morning free? It's awesome because the, the Lord Jesus Christ has embodied the very function that the Heavenly Father has. He was prepared to do absolutely whatever it takes. I pray as a church, we're prepared to do absolutely whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to reach the world that we live in. It's going to take our time. It's going to take our treasure, our finances. And it's going to take our talent to reach the world that we live in. It's going to take us laying down our lives. It's going to take a, a shift but here's the thing, it's the Holy Spirit will help you with that shift. But among you, it'll be different. But among you, it'll be different. We might ask, how is it going to be different? And I'm going to finish with this little story. It's different when you ask Jesus to make it different. Um, when, when Desiree and I were uh, dating or just married, I think just married, we were, we were serving our church in, in, in Wellington. And uh, we would, we, <laughs> I'm not allowed to laugh. I was serving on the worship team, playing bass guitar. Um, we were serving youth on a Friday night. We were serving youth doing an e-group during the week. We went to our own e-group during the week. We were running Youth Friday night. Um, worship practice was on on another night. And essentially our entire all our evenings through the entire week were, were locked out. Five nights a week, we're out. And then it came to, um, it came to um, Saturday. And at that time, we were volunteering because we were building the church. And uh, my father-in-law was leading the project and me being an apprentice builder and his father-in-law, you had no choice. You had to, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we were there. And then we then it came to Sunday and we served. We only did one service in the morning. And then so Sunday afternoons was the only time in the entire week that we got to put our feet up or I got to put my feet up. But Desiree was always saying, who should we have over for lunch? Who I'm like, no one. I don't want to see anyone. I don't need any more people in my world right now. No one. No one. But constantly she was like, no, who are we having over for lunch? Who are we having over for lunch? And I'm like, no one. I didn't want to meet anyone new. So something's obviously changed. But it only changed because Jesus said, among you, it'll be different. 
And did it change like that? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to puff myself up here or anything. Uh, I'm just sharing that when you choose to die to yourself and you choose to follow Jesus, what happens is it becomes a shift in your spirit and in your heart. There used to be rugby games, the All Blacks, and unfortunately back then the Hurricanes. Um, <laughs> now it's the Highlanders. But whenever a rugby game was on, I was there. I had season passes. I was at every All Black. I'd get up when we lived in the UK. I'd get up early morning and set my alarm and like get up at 2, 3 a.m. to watch the rugby. Now that's changed. Why? Because I've got more important things to get up early for. Because there's a shift. But the shift only will happen when we choose to die to ourselves and we choose to follow Jesus. So Father, I pray over this room this morning. I thank You, Lord, that truly this is a, these, these are great, great, great people, amazing people already, Lord, just people serving. But there's, there's going to be others here sitting sitting here and just going, man, how could I be part of it? Or I, I can't do this. I pray, Lord, that You administer into their hearts, Lord. It's not about feeling any pressure. It's not about them being not in the club or any rubbish like that. But Lord, it's about just them stepping in to the full call of God that's on their life. And I really believe there's people that are going to just say, Lord, I want to serve You with my entire life. See, the thing about serving in church is not about, um, you know, when, when, if, you grab, if you join an E-team and you start serving in church, that, that's, that's not following Jesus. That's a part of it. Following Jesus is laying down our entire life and serving Him through every area, through the call of God. And I pray that, 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 that this morning there's people here that are just saying, I want to follow you, Jesus. And He'll take you on that journey. He'll take you on that road to wherever God's calling you to do. When you choose to lay down your life and serve Jesus, man, you'll follow the greatest call of God on your life. And, and then serving doesn't become an issue. No longer will it be, do I give 10%, do I give 15%, or do I give 20% as a tip? No, I'm just going all in. Because the first thing about serving is you could add it as a box like the rich young ruler, tick it off. But I, I pray it's not a box. I pray it's a way of life. I pray it's about following Jesus. Why? Because the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet if stretch your legs. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.